All right. As we continue in developing the leader within you 2.0 by the world's greatest expert, John C. Maxwell, expert leader and manager in the world, the number one leader expert. So we talk about vision, and I alluded to a little bit about yesterday, WYSIWYG. WYSIWYG. What does that mean? Mm. What you see is what you get. There's a song that has that in it. What you see is what you get. It's kind of a soul song. But what you see is what you get is kind of a term that they had in uh, computers, meaning what you see is what you get. But a lot of times, leaders have to perceive more. It's not always what you see. As it said here, leaders understand that they have to believe it to see it. While most people go through life saying, I have to see it to believe it. What leaders say largely is based on what you perceive, what leaders perceive. And I've got my own story of it, but I just wanted to point out this one from Dream Great Dreams by Louis Palau from the book Dream Great Dreams. He wrote, think about how nice and refreshing it is to taste a cold Coke. Hundreds of millions of people around the world have enjoyed this experience. Thanks to the vision of Robert Woodruff. <laughs> During his tenure as president of Coca-Cola, 1923 to 1955, Woodruff boldly declared, we will see that every man in uniform get a bottle of Coca-Cola for five cents wherever he is and whatever the cost. When World War II had ended, Woodruff stated that before he died, he wanted every person in the world to have tasted Coca-Cola. Woodruff was a man of vision. Now, I think that I've been a man of vision for time, too. I can tell you the story about how I became an officer. When I first joined the Navy, I joined as enlisted. And then three months after I had signed up, because I was in this, what they call delayed entry program, meaning you could delay, you could sign up and delay getting in for six months. Well, halfway through that process, I learned that I could take an exam and actually go in as an officer versus as enlisted. And I'm like, wow, let me take that exam. Because that, that I was right about uh, I was uh, three months away from graduating from college. And if you have a college degree, you can go in as an officer. But because I had already signed up, they said you have to take an exam. Well, uh, my vision, um, many times I had talked to my wife. I said, man, I'd like to be an officer. I like those. Be, as funny as it sounds, I said, I like that nice white uniform. I'd like to get a picture in that uniform. I just like it. And I'd like to be an officer in the Navy and be able to serve at that level. Well, as it began, I took this test and I didn't get enough right. Uh, no, I got everything I got was right. I just didn't get to do enough of it based on the time. So I said, oh, you can't go in as an officer now. You have to go in as enlisted. Um, but in two years, you can go ahead and apply for the program. Um, and there'll be an officer board and they'll allow you to become an officer. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. 
Now, see, most people don't think that far ahead. But I knew I was supposed to be an officer in the Navy. I loved the uniforms, and I just knew that I had what it took to be an officer. So I went in as what they call electrical operator, which is a electrician's mate for those in the Navy. Uh, but it was on a, uh, going to be in the nuclear power program, so they call electrical operator versus electrician's mate. I was telling some of the guys from one of the ships today we were doing volunteer work. But anyways, so I went in as enlisted, and I went through boot camp and went to what we call basic electricity, electronics, electricity school, and I went to electrician mate A school, and then it was time to go to nuclear power school. But just before going to nuclear power school, it was right about a year, year and a half or so, and I said, well, I'm going to go ahead, since I'm being stashed before nuclear power school, they had me down in Orlando on a security force. I said, you know, it's probably a good time. I should go ahead and apply for the officer program. Went ahead and applied, and they asked me questions about being in boot camp. I had, uh, before I just went to boot camp, I had uh, been a swing manager at a McDonald's and, um, you know, managing some people. And uh, then I uh, graduated, and then it was time to go in the Navy. So in boot camp, they want me to be a team leader. And I'm like, I don't want to be a team leader because every they said every time someone messed up, you got the punishment. It's like, man, I've been in charge. I know how to be in charge. I don't want to do that. Well, they graded me based on that. They're like, guy shuns responsibility, afraid of leadership, blah, blah, blah. And I showed those to my senior chief, and he said, this is garbage. You should throw these away, and then when you get to nuclear power school next week, have another board where they'll ask you pertinent questions so that you get a, a you get good evaluation, then you send that package in to the office program. Well, experience always a good teacher. I, I listened to the senior chief. I said, that's, that's true. I tore those up a week later. I uh, requested a board in nuclear power school, and they asked me questions, pertinent questions. What would you do in this situation? What would you do in that situation? I answered them. They're like, this guy is great. He's one of the best candidates that we recommend. He would be an excellent officer in the Navy. And I knew I was going to nuclear power, the officer candidate school after that. And then the rest is history. You know, I got picked up for the program just about the time I finished my nuclear power training. I didn't make it to a ship. It was time to actually go to Newport, Rhode Island. I'm from Province, Rhode Island, but I went to Newport, Rhode Island to go to Officer Candidate School. And yes, I, in fact, passed nuclear, uh, Officer Candidate School, went to Surface Warfare Officer School, and then out to my first ship in the Operations Department. Yes, that was my dream to become an officer. And yes, it did happen because I had a dream. I had enough to perceive and understand that yes, it can come true. So now you say to me, what is your dream now? My dream is to help you realize your dream. So you see, I became an officer and I did it for 30 years. What's your dream? Let me help you get there. My, my dream is to see, help as many people uh, to um, to complete their dream as possible. And how is that? 
one one of the things that you need is encouragement and i'm here every night to encourage you and then number two is to help you visualize that dream you see there's a conscious and subconscious mind and two things affect the subconscious mind one of those things is emotion and the other one is repetition so how can we uh, gain an advantage so that we move in the direction of our dreams and realize them but one is we put those on a mirror and we put a time limit. We start with a, we, we build a dream, but we start with goals. What can I do towards my dream, towards my, and, and my recommendation is find what you're passionate about because when you're passionate about something, whether you get paid or not, you're gonna put your all into it because you love it. When you're passionate about something, you do it, not because you're getting paid, because it was it's part of you is what you were meant to do like me talking to you here i was meant to do this and i just want you to feel the excitement and and, and feel my love to help you make it we can do some one-on-ones but one of the things you need to do is is nail down a piece of paper and this is hard because you see the educational system today doesn't teach us, teach us to think. It teaches us to, to memorize and regurgitate information. But the thinking process, it's almost like being a little child. You ever watch children play? Their minds are really have not been tainted by people telling them no and what they cannot do. And they really believe that they can do anything. That's why you have to be careful when they're near the edge and they're gonna just fall off or they jump right into the pool and not think about drowning because they haven't built those, those pockets of negativity or fear and they believe in themselves. What we have to do is dig down and get that belief back. And one of the ways to do that is one, to be encouraged like I'm doing here, but number two is to put those dreams in front of you and visit those places until you start to really understand and believe because the mind cannot tell the difference between reality and an image that is vividly placed in front of it continuously over a period of time. So what I'm saying is get that dream. Just like I tell you about the Amalfi Coast and my wife and I traveling there to Italy in uh, probably in two years. That's my dream. And to smell the salty air, to feel, to, to smell the fresh bread at the restaurant, to taste the limoncello on your palate, clearing the, the, the meal that was made so that you can totally absorb the dessert that's about to be placed in front of you the fresh fruits and the fresh uh the fresh cakes freshly baked hours before they're served to you and some gelato next to it either vanilla or maybe a little bit of chocolate so see dream those dreams Put them in front of you and realize that it is possible. 
The only thing holding us back nine out of 10 times is ourselves. And see, the thing is, once you start getting those images and you start forming your beliefs and start moving towards your goals, this thing called a universal law of attraction, when you when your belief begins to rise, you're gonna find that opportunities end up in front of you and you're attracted. Resources and people attracted to you from areas that you did never even thought of. It's almost like the thought that um, in the chapter on commitment when uh, Dr. when uh, John Maxwell talks about when he finally commits to to something back here. Uh, let me put back one page. Yeah, he mentions it here. It says, Commitment is the key. Until I, I'm committed, there's a hesitancy, the chance to draw back. But the moment I definitely commit myself, then God moves also, and a whole stream of events begin to erupt. All manner of unforeseen incidents, meetings, persons, and material assistance that I could have never dreamed would come my way begin to flow toward me the moment. I make a commitment. It happens the same way to you too. The moment you commit, things happen that you never dreamed would happen to make things possible. One example, one way, one example. 2015, um, I honestly believe it was divine intervention that the Lord knew that I was getting a little complacent where I was, and I wasn't about to make a move myself. And I think sometimes the Lord gets a little impatient with us, so he decides to help us. So I, so he got rid of my job for me. So what did I do? I, you see, we're, we're complex beings, and I was on that, you know, we're, we're spiritual beings gifted with an intellect, and we live in a physical body. So if you live on that spiritual plane, you realize that this is part of an overall big plan and that God is in control. And when you believe that, when things happen, if you were in the flesh, you'd think, why me? But no, I was in the spirit and I knew why me. God had something greater for me. And since I wasn't making the move, he made the move for me. But what did he do? He put me on a on another team working for a quote unquote friend in a very uncomfortable environment, but he was providing what I needed to uh, sustain my family, but made it very uncomfortable because it wasn't where I needed to be. And I knew it, which allowed me, which, which forced me to do what God wanted me to do on my own. And that was to, to venture out and really find what he wanted me to do. So what happened? It was time for me and my wife to go on cruise. I was offered a, a job that, that paid very little from that job. And I said, you know, that's not, that wouldn't work, but if you double the pay, I, maybe I'd consider it. I went out on our cruise, me and my wife, and I had a couple of options. I put them out on paper and I was totally relaxed and thinking about what am I gonna do next? When I came back, I got a phone call and said, they matched your offer. 
I'm like, whoa, you kidding me? Yes, God was in control. But see, it doesn't stop there. You see, he opened the door and opened my mind to what can happen. So there are still more that's happening. That's why I'm here with you now, because my true dream is to help you see your dream, realize your dream. And there's many different ways we can do that. But you gotta, you gotta find your dream and you gotta commit to it. And then allow me to help you to get there. You see, there's different laws and different principles always at work. And I'm always here to encourage you. The, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I could do is, is encourage you. But then those principles, writing down those, those goals and those, those positive statements, finding the music that turns you on, that, that, that rejuvenizes, inspires you, finding the phrases that motivate you. It's an emotional thing. When you start to feel your dream emotionally, heaven and earth can't stop you from moving towards it. When it gets inside you and you really begin to believe, but you got to start somewhere. You got to get that. And once you get it, you got to hold on tight, just like a bulldog when he grabs hold of something. Don't let go. Because there's going to be many pressures trying to stop you from reaching what you're trying to accomplish. Just like it says here, don't give up. Though the pace seems slow, you may succeed with another blow. Success is failure. Turn inside out the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you, you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to that fight when your heart is hit. Because it's when things seem worse that you must not quit. It's been great. See you tomorrow. But think about that. What is your dream? What do you want to achieve? What drives you now? This is the time. Now's the time to get started on it. Do it now. I'm here to help you. You've got my you've got my number here. Write a comment and we can talk about your dream and get you on that path if you need it. But this is the time to do it. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, talk to you tomorrow as we continue our study on vision.